Welcome back to Ball Double Live right here on 1049 The Horn. We are looking live. We are hanging out at Twin Peaks, Round Rock location, getting the weekend started a little bit early. I'd recommend you come out here and do the same or go to the local round, uh, the, you know, the Twin Peaks near you. The Round Rock location is, is uh, great for us, but there's a Stasty location out mm-hmm. there, San Marcos location. Twin Peaks is a great spot to start the weekend for all your football festivities, really all of your, uh, your sports watching uh, festivities as well. You're watching World Series Game 6. I'd recommend Twin Peaks. As well, it is a 512 Friday right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. My man Patrick plays uh, jams from local bands and artists that you can hear live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Jomo and the Possum Posse. They're playing Saturday at the ABGB. Hold up, you say Possum Posse? Yes. They, look, oh, they're man. a somewhat comedic band too. They did a big video that went viral called Gown of Buffalo, which you've ever seen is hilarious. Oh man, I'm all about the possum posse. I gotta say it slow because you yeah, guys you gotta know, slow down. I roll fast through words, so that could easily possum posse <laughs> can turn out really bad. Yeah, in the let's thing. just keep it moving. So yes, the, uh, let's get posse, to the next band after this. <laughs> yeah, their first album. Their first album was called "Let's Ride, Boys" on the importance of punctuation. <laughs> and enunciation. And enunciation. I like that. <laughs> As well, no doubt. Uh, I like that. My man Patrick, I always hooking you up there. And you said you have uh, the bands listed now, right, on the blog, correct? Yes, we put them up. I just put it up in a blog post with everything that's going to play today. So you can go in there and check out if you nice. like anything and find out where they're playing at. There you go. So uh, love it, Patrick, love it, love it for the people. All right, uh, you can hear in the background a lot of folks having a lot of uh, real good time out here. Oh, we yeah. did talk about the Astros, Ghost Rules, uh, and their Game Five win. We'll get back to that conversation uh, coming up a little bit later on. Uh, shout out to my man Iki Iki hanging out here oh, as yeah. well. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure he was at uh, that uh, last home game for the Astros. Going sure to he, it this way. Yeah. To, I, yeah, I, knew, I knew he was. <laughs> I knew he would be. And also uh, shout out to the the Longhorn Royalty joining us in the building. Building, uh, legendary Lifetime Longhorn Kenneth Sims, Lifetime Longhorn Norm Watkins joining us. Always good to be around family, man. Uh, ta- and we're talking ball. And we're talking ball. And just so y'all know, when family get together, <laughs> we talking ball just like y'all. All we, day. And we talking, we talking about the Longhorn. <laughs> Even my man Kenneth was like, man, uh, I, I, I'm going to pick these horns. We're picking these horns. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I, I want to pick them horns. <laughs> Every fiber of my being wants to pick them horns. Oh, you yeah. know I do. Um, I haven't made my official pick yet. I'll say that. Um, and we saved that. We saved that. For oh, tomorrow. Thank you very much. That's Ars. what we do. That's why I got a partner to keep me on that's track. That's right. Uh, we will be at Lavaca Street Bar, the South Lamar location, starting at 2 o'clock for the pregame festivities. And then we'll be there for the after party, uh, for the actual game. There will be our watch party location as well. It's a great spot. If you haven't been to that uh, Lavaca Street Bar, all the Lavaca Street Bars are really cool, but that one is one like close to my crib, so I used yeah, to hang yeah. out there. So you, so you real good. In my, in my single days, sometimes <laughs> I hang out at the Lavox. When you dip meet, over there, meet for me the over way. there. You, yeah. That's a great word. You yeah. would dip when you were young. You dip. Yeah. When you're single, you dip places yeah. and you dip out. Yeah, you ain't staying long. You ain't staying long. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did Chris Rock always say? He said, "Yo, know, young, young single people, they don't stay out and eat all night long like old people do. No. Y'all sit and close down the restaurant. Yeah, just sitting at the table talking about. Yeah, bring something over for two here. Two and a half hours. No, young people like no, we gotta eat and then we get out of the streets. He's like, because they got, they got. They got things to do. Yeah, right? they yeah. got things to do. Love uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So um, a lot of folks out here having a good time. So coming out here, Twin Peaks, the Round Rock location. Let me ask you this, Harch, because I've been doing my deep research, and 
usually my research is geared toward trying to figure out a way to beat the opponent. Uh -huh. So usually by Friday, I am closer to picking Texas no matter what the situation is. So because I'm always thinking to myself, well, if they just do this, do these things that I am suggested, then they're going to win. Yes. They don't always do those things. And uh, sometimes they attempt to do them and they don't execute them very well. Um, okay, so in this game versus case, like the biggest issue, uh, biggest issue, the biggest uh, question mark, I should say, is about the quarterback position for K-State. Okay. Who's going to start at quarterback for K-State? That's what everybody wants to know. And I think that if Colin Klein decides to, because both quarterbacks seem to be healthy, right? You right. saw been, the report. Yeah, I saw, I saw like the report both yesterday. will be available. Um, doesn't it say a lot about the – the vulnerability of Texas defense and what can easily be exploited based on what quarterback he chooses. They're obviously a more uh, uh, efficient, effective passing offense with Will Howard. Will the thrill. Will the thrill, right? Yeah. Or hopefully Will spill the field, <laughs> Howard, when he plays Texas. Uh, but when you have Adrian Martinez in there, they're an elite running offense, right. especially with Deuce Vaughn in the backfield with him. Right. Uh, does, to me, I don't know who's going to start. Uh, and I, honestly, I would play both of them. I really would. I I'd play both. I think you, you can really throw Texas off by playing both. I'm not saying you're going to rotate quarterbacks, but no, no. if I want to start one, I'm definitely going to have a package for the other guy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not going to be um, that bring one guy in, bring one out. Yeah. No, None of that rotational stuff where it goes back and forth like that. No way. Yeah. No way, no how. No, not like that. But yeah. I, I think that both of them are so effective at what they do that I would. Like, if, I'm, if I'm starting Will Howard, you don't think I'm going to have an Adrian Martinez package in there? Oh, no, it's so got to be in there. Man, you are crazy. It's the most important thing that you do, and that's right. why when these coaches have sit here just recently, that's been the biggest secret, right? Yep. Uh, we're not going to tell you who's going to be our starting yeah. quarterback. We want you to prepare. Waste that time of being prepared for both of these guys, and maybe Adrian Martinez goes out there. Remember, last week, he warmed up the entire time. He did. And then they didn't let him play. Well, Chris Kleiman says that it was actually a game, an actual real game time decision that until the it was kicked off that he talked to Adrian Martinez and Adrian Martinez told him, I'm not, I don't feel I don't feel good great. about it. Like, I don't feel great yeah. about it. And he was yeah. like, well, you don't feel great about it. We're going with Will Howard. And it worked out, Will Howard. I just think if you start Will Howard, if both of them are healthy, right, you have options for both. I think for Chris Kleiman and for Colin Klein, I think it'll be if he starts already saying I can beat Texas with Pat with with the passing game. That's that's the that's my main way to exploit this Texas defense will be via the passing game. If he starts Adrian Martinez, given a healthy Will Howard and considering how Will Howard has performed the last two games, to me he's saying, "Oh, I've watched the film, and the way to beat Texas, you want to run the rock." Right. You want to run the rock, right? And I don't think you can just run the rock on Texas. But I think Texas rush defense. No, is their one rush of the best defense the is one of the best in that the country. That makes me think he's gonna start Will Howard because the ba the way to beat Texas is throwing the football. Well, we got a chance to see Will Howard run the football against them too. You're right, and that's why he yesterday Sark was like, "Hey, we got to see him up close and personal last year when he was running." Even more reason to start Will Howard, but because now both. you got both. That's exactly right? right. But I still, and you know how I felt about Adrian Martinez. I like me some Adrian Martinez. He's too. a problem on top of a problem. Because he has been more efficient in the passing game when since he's been at Kansas. You know why? Because yes. he stayed upright. Well, and he's got Deuce Vaughn. And he's there. got Deuce Vaughn <laughs> in the backfield. Yeah. And, you know, there's been times where they turned Deuce into a lead blocker for him in the running game yeah. because he's that effective. 
But I'm with you. If I'm looking at this game and I'm looking at Will Howard and looking at his numbers, last week he was 21 of 37 for 296 yards passing, four touchdowns. Running the ball, he was five. He had five rushes for three yards. So he wasn't even trying to run the ball oh, against, last week against oh, well, Oklahoma State. They didn't need it. They didn't need to because they kept yeah. handing the ball to Deuce, and yeah. then he was being effective they, with the passing yeah, game. They didn't need it. But with this, with this cow, oh, cowboy, with this uh, Texas football Texas team. Texas wish they had the Cowboys defense. <laughs> if, the Texas had, if Texas had the Cowboys defense, we would have be. Rap. Yeah, it's we, a wrap. It's a wrap. We would be talking about this like that. Yeah. So I would look at it and say, to your point, let's play both quarterbacks. Let's get them in a couple series each and see how the team affects because this will this will expose a lot too. If you come in and say my first two series, let's say it's Will Howard. He comes in, he plays the first two series, they got some movement, and then the next you've already saw the defense in which they're gonna play with that. Then you bring in an Adrian Martinez, and then you see the defense how how they're going to play that. with that. Yeah, because you know they got now two I got plans, yes now I got both fish. of their game plans right now, and I can now adjust. That's what those uh, other people are trying to break down throughout this process. Now that's interesting. I mean, I said I'd play both quarterbacks. If I'm right now leaning toward, I'd play Will Howard because, and I'd have an Adrian Martinez package. But your idea also has merit, and I think it's it, it's experimental, but I also think it might be brilliant. That you know what, my part of my opening script. I'm playing them both. Yeah. I'm going to give one a drive and the other a drive or one, two drives and the other yeah, two drives. Yeah, because then I'm going to see then everything. They're going to expose it. I get to troubleshoot, yeah, and I get yeah. to diagnose exactly what they're doing. And then depending on how Texas approaches it, I can say, you know what, their defensive Ex- game plan versus Will Howard has a lot more holes exactly. than their defensive game plan versus Adrian exactly. Martinez. I think it's going to go Will Howard just because Texas rush defense, and we've talked about this, man. Texas rush defense is actually pretty stout. Yeah, I mean, you go look at it. They rank 18th in the FBS in standard down line yards, uh, 2.28. Uh, they're 31st in power success ranking. Um, seventh. These are all really a deep dive analytical nerdy things. Uh, seventh in rushing play success rate on defense. Um, and that, by the way, that number better than Georgia, better than Kentucky, Baylor, Michigan, or Bama. Right. In terms of their, their their rushing play success rate defense, their their, de- their rush defense actually has been good all year and is one of the best in the country. The way you get after Texas, and I've talked about it ever since the UTSA game, because I think Bama exposed some of that too. Yeah, it's the passing game. For Texas, sure. They can't defend the second-level routes. They can't defend that second level. And they can't. You've been talking about the linebackers all year. Right. As far as between the, zero yeah. to 19 yards. Yeah. They yeah. can't defend that in between the numbers. And lately, they can't defend the slant routes and the in-breaking routes, yeah. the end, the slant, the post, the glance. So, yeah, I think that's why they're going. Will, I think Will Howard's going to start this game. And if you look at the game plan. Because Colin Klein's a different play caller in the games that I've watched when Will Howard's in there as, rather than. Adrian Martin, he's a different play caller. He's, it's more diversity within the offense when Will Howard is in there. Yeah. From the play caller. It's like Sark. My offense is the same with Quinn or Hudson. Uh, my no. eyes would tell me different, Sark. But you my, keep, you you keep, keep telling, telling us everybody that. that. Yeah. yeah, if you want to believe it, go ahead. So you already know how stressful this has been for everyone. And let me tell you about Nexivo Naturals because I think PK is going to be needing some Nexivo <laughs> Naturals because between family and work and the stresses of each day continue to mount up. And your mind never turns off and that's what's been going on a lot of times around here so why not do this get some nexivo naturals triple action cbd sleep product 
Nexivo's Triple Action CBD Sleep Product helps you get to sleep and get better night sleep naturally. It starts with the fast-acting CBD to calm your mind, and then they add the fast-acting melatonin to get you to sleep fast, plus the controlled-release melatonin so you can sleep longer and wake up refreshed. Nexivo is the only brand that has been able to blend all of these ingredients into one product they got the delicious strawberry flavor sleep cbd complex gummies that will help you fall asleep quicker and i use it and i guarantee you you will enjoy it as well because nothing feels better than getting a great night's sleep get better night's sleep and feel more refreshed with the next day if you pick up some nexivo naturals for 20 for um for up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use the promo code THEHORN at Nexivo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Use the promo code HORN. All right, let's get back to the uh, Texas-K-State matchup. Um, obviously, a lot of talk about the K-State quarterback position. Who's yep. going to end up starting? I said, I think I'm leaning. He's going to start Will Howard. It just opens up the offense more. Um, I, I think you're going to see, because they don't run a lot of empty formation with Adrian Martinez, but, man, Will Howard came in there. They they ran a ton of empty formation with him in there versus TCU, ran a ton of empty formation with him versus uh, Oklahoma State. And I think, and I, I've been telling Texas fans, you're going to see empty formation because they're extremely explosive. Yeah. We're talking about a 33% explosive uh, play rate out of empty just in the plays I've charted in the last two games, which means they get a, a play, a run of at least 10 yards, and a pass play of at least 15 yards. So that is an explosive play. And they have the run game out of it. It yep. reminds me of when uh, Sam Ellinger and Texas ran a lot of empty formation one to Tom Herman, and it was brilliant because he would spread everybody out, He'd go, you know, five uh, on routes downfield. And when you had everything covered and it took all of your defensive personnel to cover that and try to get pressure on the quarterback, bam, bam, Sam would come out and say, all right, you know what, I'm going to run for 12 yards. Yeah. And Will Howard has done that a ton. They also run his own read out of that empty formation. So you're definitely going to see that. And some, another thing you're going to see offensively for them, they're going to run two tailback sets. I went back and started uh, charting it today because I went and watched some more K-State film and went and looked at the uh, two tailback sets. First time they broke it out was versus TCU. So it's relatively new. Didn't see a lot of it versus Oklahoma State. I think they might break it out versus Texas because they, the, they love the counter. They love the, the, the stretch, the GT counter. They love the, um, the inside stretch and the power stretch. Now, they ran this last year with Irvin and Deuce Vaughn, two tailbacks. Remember, Texas runs a lot of – Moti tailback sets, two tailback sets, and you know nobody's been on that bandwagon more so than Rod B about hey, use more <laughs> two tailback sets. Remember what I told you? Some coaches, as almost a tip of the cap, um, almost an homage, a nod of respect to the opposing coach, they'll use a concept that they use a lot against them and almost beat them with their own concept and with their own philosophy. And I wouldn't doubt if you see them break out their two tailback sets versus Texas because they're really versatile and they can run a lot of split flow, freezing the Texas linebackers, occupying their eyes, and then getting Deuce Vaughn a step or a step and a half or just a half a step of an advantage, and that's all he needs, a sliver yeah. of daylight. Yeah, so and that's, don't see it. that's the one thing that I continued when I watched the film on Deuce. He gets behind that line, and he's patient. And then there's sometimes that he just explodes through the line. Like, there's so many times you get lost. And that is why with your two-back set, 
and how effective they are. Oh man, it's a it's a dangerous matchup. You can't even find them. You exactly. You got all this split. You got one guy going this way, split four with with pre snap motion. In all there. that misdirection and got you, got everybody and you, confused. And you wonder how you lose Deuce Vaughn. Right. Well, he's, he's like <laughs> five five, and it's like it's like six three offensive linemen in front of him who are three hundred some pounds. And yeah, and, and, you and they're like six five, six six. Exactly. And when you yeah. lose, and I know this because I had to deal with it when Texas played Oklahoma. Um, because man, they had it, it, Quinn Griffith was one of those guys. Yep. That they're almost at, the same size. At times, you just wouldn't see him. Right. Until it was, it's too late. Yeah, you got to react. Like he had too already late. broke yeah. to the daylight, and it was just because you lost him. Yeah. Kind of lost him behind <laughs> all those big, you know, redwood trees on the offensive line, and that's a guy that's so quick, quicker than he is fast, or as quick as he is fast. Man, if you're a half a step behind, Deuce. Deuce will make you look bad. Yeah, it's a, it's a little too late when he's, he's right next late. to you. Exactly. Yeah, when he's next to you, it's like, oh, my God, he's yeah. already gone. Yeah. That's why you saw him last week when he split the middle of the field. Those safeties in those corners, they weren't gaining ground because they were reacting too late because they were still looking in the backfield yep. with him running right past them. Yep. So this is a, it's going to be a tricky situation for the Texas Longhorns. But we've talked about it, Rod, and, and you brought it up yesterday. When you talked a little bit about that front four of the Texas Longhorns, those guys are good run stuffers. They are. They are good against the run. Now it's just a matter of them being fresh as they had the week off. They should have a little bit bigger pep in their step and be ready to go. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, you're right. I've said it before. I want to emphasize the edges if I was Texas defense because I think you're strong inside. Yeah. I think your interior defensive line is the best in the Big 12 with Keandre Coburn, Moro Ojimo, Byron Murphy, Tavante Sweat, Alfred Collins. You can rotate Mm -hmm. like legitimate starting caliber. I'm talking about NFL guys on your interior D-line. Use it. And, yep. and force them to try to run inside. I would not give them the edge. Right. Don't give Deuce the edge, man. I, I want him. This is the strength. Funnel him inside. That's the strength of your defense. That's the strength of your D. That's where all your leaders on defense are. That's where I would force that action back inside. That's going to be key for me because those guys, they haven't really been moved all year. They've been penetrating line of scrimmage. Right. They did it against Bama. They reset the line of scrimmage against Bama. I'm gonna, I'm gonna they say had that. that big play in the end zone when they got Come to on, Bryce. And I think you, I think if you're yeah. PK, use that advantage and allocate resources elsewhere to guys who may need them. And they're going to need them on the edges, mm-hmm. and they're going to need them at the second level in the passing game. And I hate to bring up these numbers because they're annoying. And But trust me, K-State's been looking at this, and I guarantee you that's how they're going to attack Texas. They're going to go to those inside breaking routes. You've heard me talk about it for the last six weeks <laughs> here on this station, and you see teams are starting to look at it too. Yeah. They've seen the same film I'm seeing last two weeks on glance routes. Those are tag RPOs, slants, post routes, all right, and ends. And it's just a mm-hmm. 90 degree, five yard or 10 yard, boom, you cut it straight across. Um, opponent opposing quarterbacks that's Hunter Deckers and Spencer Sanders. Not great quarterbacks, just good ones. By the way, Will Hart probably playing better than both of those quarterbacks right, right now. Right. Uh, 78% completion percentage, 13.9 yards per attempt. Uh, first down touchdown rate of 65%, which means 65% of those attempts go for a first down or a touchdown. And uh, you start looking at it overall, you got an explosive play rate of 44%, which means. 44% of those pass attempts go for at least 15 yards. Yep. That cannot continue. That is, to me, the most troubling and concerning issue for the defense going into this game. Yep. Um, so they got to handle that. And I think 
that goes to the other issue, which is their third down defense lately. They're not great in third down defense. Uh, I think they're like 41.8%, which puts them right around 80 or 90th in the country. But it's it's what's concerning is the third and longs, third and seven plus yards yeah. to go. The last two weeks, they've allowed teams to convert uh, more than 40% of their third and longs. And in Big 12 play, they're allowing teams to convert. Forty percent of their third longs in Texas. That can't, that can't happen. Hard. Yeah, they that's too much. That was way too. Yeah, much. that's way too much. And way that's too easy. you can. I'm just about to say when you're moving around that freely, that's a problem. Yeah, and you got to make those adjustments. Again, I keep saying this: when you look at how everything is being broken down, you've had the week off. Now you have an opportunity to go out there and make a big play. That is what I keep waiting on. Go out there and show up this week. Yeah. And everybody will start to believe again. Right now, your road record kind of scares everybody. The fact that you don't win, you don't know what the preparation is going to be, and the fact that you've only played – you can't even give a person change for a dollar because you only played <laughs> three quarters. You know <laughs> like what I'm saying? Well so done. you got you to well make done. sure some things happen. Like so that. you got to like look it. at it that way too. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, and I was mistaken. Uh, Texas opponents the last two weeks have converted 45% of their third and longs uh, gotcha. against Texas. So, yeah, you, you're right about that, man. they got to be a four-quarter team. they got to show it in this matchup. One other thing, you know what? We can get into that in Rod's round today. I think yep. I found a way offensively for Texas to exploit one of the better defenses in the country. They have a couple of uh, vulnerabilities, a couple of spots you can attack. And we'll get into that in Rod's rant of the day, but also go over this, uh, some of the other matchups and some of the other uh, favorable concepts and schemes for Texas versus uh, K State in the Purple Kryptonite. But. In the meantime, uh, we got Harsh Knock Life coming up next. What you got coming up for the people? We got a lifetime Longhorn and a college football Hall of Famer. Hey. Kenneth Sims going to jump on with us Ooh. and get up. We're going to talk a little bit about these uh, linemen and see what he likes about this Texas defensive line. Oh, man. That's going to be a treat. Yeah, it is. Speak on it. All right. <laughs> we got a legendary lifetime Longhorn joining us next for Harsh Knock Life. Uh, live from Twin Peaks, the Round Rock location. Come on out here and join us. We'll be out here until 630 having a good time. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 Now the Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm speaking my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a 512 edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge here. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow the man holding it down in the studio that's in charge of 512 Fridays, our man Patrick Davis. You can follow him at It's Patrick Davis. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, he's really not on the hotline, but he's sitting here with mm-hmm. us right now, right. is a lifetime Longhorn, legendary lifetime Longhorn. He was the number one overall pick in the 1982 draft by the New England Patriots. Come on now. He's got the Lombardi Award, and he was newly enshrined in the College Football yeah. Hall of Fame. I was fortunate enough to be able to make it there. He's the good one, and he's from the 254. Okay. Kenneth Sims. <laughs> What's up, big baby? Hey, how you doing, homeboy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining us today. I know we up in your hood, and yeah. I was like, I got to get you out the house and get you over here and uh, spread a little football knowledge <laughs> on this, this football team. 
Yeah, well, you know, I've been watching them, and, uh, you know, think about football, it's it's up and down. It ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it can it can mess with your confidence. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it all boils down, it's about the fundamentals, blocking and tackling. Yeah, and when you get out there and you start blocking and tackling, good things happen. You and I have had conversations numerous times about how many people you would have tackled on that uh, Michael Crab tree sideline play. Wasn't nobody getting to that end zone. People that were sitting on the sideline, cameraman, if you was close, you was getting tackled. Yep. And that's what this Longhorn football team has kind of been missing a little bit. Against Oklahoma State, I believe it was recorded that 26 missed tackles against Oklahoma State. Some of them ended up going to the house, like that big play on the hash where they caught the ball and got over there. When you look at this team thus far, and I know you break down film just like my man Rob Babers, what are you seeing on the defensive side of the ball that needs to be adjusted? Well, first of all, it starts at the line of scrimmage. You know, I've been listening at these commentators exclaiming the size and raving about the size of our defensive tackles, but you know, when you when you one thing about being that big, once you get going where you're going, you, you're probably gonna end up going where you're going. <laughs> so uh, uh, change the direction. Uh, teams of you know they see that and they counter you and they get you going one way and the motion of the ocean and then yep. you end up uh, blocking your own guys out uh, and just the general get off uh, when it's when it's obvious passing down. You got to get geared up to go. I mean, like Carl Lewis. I mean, I, I see the guys listening at the quarterback talk, which you shouldn't be listening to. Um, and you got to prepare yourself, you know, um, to play fast, to get a rush. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's been the problem we've had. We got too many guys that are not getting it uh, out from in front of the guy they started in front of. Right. So, in order to get a holding call, you got to be going somewhere that they don't want you to go. <laughs> right on. And uh, our guys are not That's doing good. that. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, the game hasn't changed that much. There's an, up in the middle, you can still butt a guy. And, uh, you know, if you were pushing a really, a really, really heavy car, like some trainers do, <laughs> you would have to lean into that car to yeah, push it. Really right. We got to lean into it up front. Yeah. So that's the only advice I can give him. Lean into it. We got a left tackle that is a true freshman right now, and he is playing at an extremely high level. First of all, when was the earliest you played at Texas? What, 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 I, I led it all four years. So you got and, out there uh, early. And my sophomore year, I played more than the starters because I backed up Bill, uh, Bill Acker. And Steve McMichaels. Oh, so man. I played both sides. Yeah, man. Yeah, Ooh, you know. the same line? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, we, we had, a, you know, Steve, he gave me a lot of grief Ooh. from 79 because he had hurt me and we got beat by AM. and If we'd have beat a and we'd have went to the Sugar Bowl. And as everybody knows, the Penn State and uh, yeah. Alabama couldn't mess with us, you know. But yeah. he gave me grief about that. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, they double-teamed me. And he said, so? And I said, well, that was before I learned all those tricks, you know. And, uh, so? Yeah, he said, so? Welcome to my world. But, but, but that's my man. Send up a special prayer for him. Yes, sir. No dealing doubt. with yes, some, sir. some trials and tribulations. But uh, no question. we love you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Uh, well, I would ask you, because seeing the field that early, he's been starting from, from day one and been up against Alabama and some guys who are going to play in the NFL – how tough is that transition for an offensive tackle, left tackle, as a, as a true freshman to be playing at this level? 
Well, the first thing I said when I saw the young man playing and watched how good he was, he's, he's a basketball player too, I bet uh, you. I bet yeah. you. Good feet. And, yeah. uh, you know, I remember about over a decade ago, I saw a kid play in my head named Beecham. Shortest offensive tackle in the league 10 years ago when he was blocking up in Pittsburgh. He's still blocking. He's blocking with Kyler Murray. Yeah. You cannot get around him. I saw him <laughs> in high school, and I told my friend, that guy's going to be good. Feet. Feet. Yeah. That's Big what boys got to have the feet. Yeah. I like that. I mean, uh, you got to – you got to – you're a CIA guy. I mean, a Secret Service guy for the for the quarterback. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, got to be uh, looking at all sides. You got to be mobile and agile. I like that. I like it. We're talking a life <laughs> legendary lifetime Longhorn and the one who coined that phrase, by the way. He's the one who started that thing. My man, college football Hall of Famer, Kenneth Sims. And Kenny – I sit here every single week, and we still try to look at that offensive side. You got the Lamborghini in the backfield, but you also got a Porsche in the backfield. Both of them can get it going when they give them the opportunity. Isn't this the time of the year where you start leaning on those horses that you have in Bijan and Rojo and let them carry you to the promised land? I know we got a young quarterback that got some beautiful passes from time to time. We got an explosive wide receiver that can get into that end zone. I still think we're underutilizing what Jordan Whittington is all about. But when you look at Bijan and you look at Rojo, that is the ones that you need to carry everything through, right? Yeah, well, I'll say like Coach Raw would. He's, he said that three tank. Three things can happen when you chunk it, huh. yeah. and two of them okay. bad. <laughs> so I mean, uh, like if you that. got if you if you got a if, hey big daddy, uh, uh, man, if if you if you chunking it, three things can happen. Two of them's bad. If you're running it, yeah, two things can happen. You you can control the game, right? You can control the clock, and I mean it's just a low maintenance deal. If you got guys that can block and guys that can tote it, yeah. You know, uh, why wouldn't they, if you can run it and beat a team, if they can't stop you, run it. <laughs> exactly. Run you the know, dang run ball. It. Especially on the road. Especially on the road. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, if it's bad weather, bad crowd, that shuts all that up. You take that right. off. I mean, you know, you're oh, like, young, damn. young quarterback. Yep, young the young quarterback. security Change blanket, too. Yeah. You know, uh, you're running it, you know. People think you go up the middle on short yardage. You know, you go off tackle because the, the guy's got two way to go. Right. See? You know, Dorsett toted the loaf in the end zone uh, back in the day, off tackle. You know, if you're trying to get two yards, go off tackle. Yeah. I mean, everybody's in the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's high traffic area. Yeah. yeah. You know. I like that. Uh, let me ask you, uh, you know, your thoughts about, you know, the, the, the culture of the program overall. You know, we've been talking about kind of getting back to the winning ways. And, you know, what do you think the program is missing, in your opinion, right now? Because they are improved. They're better than they were last year. There ain't no question about it. And we had a turn, we're at a crossroads right now. This is a turning point in the season. Uh, man, you got four games left against the best competition in the Big 12. They can end up being a team that's a nine-win team. They can end up being a seven-win team. I think we all agree to go either way. Um, what's missing, in your opinion? You, you, you were part of some great teams. Well, just like in baseball, you got closers. When you get a team down, and they're down by, you know, two, three scores. Double digits. The only way they can really beat you when you're in that same frame, that quarter, is if they can chunk it. Nothing cheap, nothing deep, score on defense. That's our mantra when we played up in New England. Yeah, I like that. Nothing cheap, nothing deep, score on defense. Yeah. 
And, you know, if we could have ran the ball advanced right, to the, back in the day at Texas, we would have scored more points. Therefore, we'd have had a better record. We'd have been better than 10-1-1, and I guess. But, um, you know, <laughs> defensively. We'd have been better than 10-1-1. Yeah, yeah, you know how right. he threw that out yeah. there. That's my point. That's the standard. Yep, that's yeah. what I'm he's saying. A, he's 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 yes. the man is disappointed still. Right. about the one and the one. Absolutely, <laughs> the yeah, one and the one. We, we, we got pretty manhandled. We were number one in the nation, the world, and we got pretty manhandled that one. <laughs> oh. So I can't say, well, if we it woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, it was hey. it was a ass whooping. Hey, it happens on the field sometimes. Yeah, man. you know, it's, it's a it fight. Gonna, it's gonna be days you like gonna, that. You gonna fight that much? Right. It's gonna be a day when you gonna get yeah. whipped. Right. Hey, Kenny. Before we let you go, I want to ask you this. Because I sit here and we've been going back and forth. We still haven't left our predictions for tomorrow. But moving forward, uh, when you look at this Texas football team and your thought process, what needs to happen this Saturday, 6 o'clock, for them to get that dub? Well, the front seven got to have much better fits. Uh, we got to get some uh, verticality going on that defense. Mm. You know, uh, if you got guys that big, get them right in their face and say, hey, go smash him. Yeah. See, mano and mano. If you got you got big bad dudes, yes. get them on folks, get them right in their face and say, here I am. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to be here all day. My boy Marcus used to say, I'll be back. <laughs> Tell him you, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's going to be 90 snaps, 60 snaps. Oh, but you're going to see me again. Yeah, you gonna, I'll, I'll be back. Get to know each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be back. Let them know that this is going to be a concert. Yeah. And uh, let's get after them up front. And uh, don't be afraid to smash some face, you know. Yeah. Don't and, uh, put that helmet on them because it, it ain't against the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing it'll do is it'll make them blank, and it'll establish the line Yeah. if you stick your face in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've been waiting yeah. on. That's what we're hoping to see as we get ready for this game tomorrow. Rod and I will be out at uh, with, with Aaron Hogan. We'll be at Labaca uh, Street, Street Bar South on Lamar. South Lamar. Kenny, you were there with me before. Oh, draft we day. Yeah, draft day. That's when, with, Baker uh, Mayfield, that's when Baker Mayfield yeah, went number one. Yeah, Baker in Cleveland, but <laughs> – I don't think his uh, bobbleheads are very hot up there right now. <laughs> yeah, he's not very hot over there yeah, at all. But there he is, lifetime Longhorn, college football Hall of Famer, the legendary Kenneth Sims. And, by the way, as I told you before, he's from the 254. Oh, boy. Thank <laughs> oh, you, guys. Boy, thank Appreciate you, as it. As always, all the way. Kenny. All, all the right. way, baby. There you Appreciate go. Hey, it. Legendary lifetime longhorn Kenneth Sims, man. Dropping that sweet science. <laughs> I love it. I, I wrote down a couple of things. Kenneth you I knew you did. I yeah. seen you over there. Matt, nothing cheap, nothing deep. Take away the football. He said score the football. Score the football. We'll I'm, do that too. I'm gonna change mine and say take away the football. And honestly, sadly enough, it kind of reminds me of K-State's defense. That, that's their motto. Because that's much. what they do at home, right? Yeah, that's nothing, the only place they get the turnover. They don't get nothing cheap. They don't give away nothing deep, and they take away the football. Already. Yeah, uh, no doubt. All right. Well, thank my man, legendary lifetime Longhorn Kenneth Sims, man. Uh, fantastic. Always yeah. dropping knowledge. Uh, like I said, that boy, you can tell he's watching film. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's breaking it down just like we do. So I uh, love when Kenneth Sims comes on. Thanks to Harge for once again opening up the contact list. There it is. Uh, to hook it up. All right, we come back. We'll get into a little off the record. A new Drake and 21 Savage came out today. Apparently, Drake is dissing Serena Williams' man. And as a matter of fact, I did hear it. I was listening to it when I was working out today, and I was like, "Oh man, he's going off yeah. on Serena Williams' man like that." He's jealous. Uh, you think it's jealousy? Because remember, he was trying to holler at Serena before. He been, I, she he was in her box. I don't think it's jealousy. Didn't they they dated for a while, right? Which leads it right back to what I said. Jealousy. Why can't it be true? 
I mean, they, they, it probably is. Most jealousy <laughs> is true, right? Say, it most of way. it comes from a, well, a truthful spot. No, no, I don't know if I, I don't know if women want to hear that. that yeah. <laughs> if she's jealous of you being out of the strip club because she thinks you're gonna be doing stuff in the strip club, you ain't got no business. That's true to that jealousy. I mean, <laughs> okay. In Shut them up. Streets. Get yourself in trouble. Hit them streets. Get yourself in trouble. They've been in them streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We'll go back. We'll talk about uh, Drake and uh, his dissing of Serena Williams and her man. All Love of that Ed Moore right here on Ball Don't Lie, one Dot No. DD Mega Doo Doo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they bring the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Welcome back. To Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Home. And we're hanging out here at Twin Peaks. Uh, great spot out here. And uh, Harge, you can tell this is Harge's stomping grounds <laughs> out here because Harge just ran. He just gives random people like just fist bumps. <laughs> not people that we even know either. People just kind of walking through, just giving them like, who, who's that guy? He's like, oh, that's one of my, my friends. <laughs> like three or four random people, he just kind of randomly fist bumped as though, hey, I, I, I'll see you later. Yeah. Kind of fist bump. Like, hey, since we're up here. Since we're up here, I'll we see you later. Here. So uh, Harge, he knows every damn body. But we're having a good time out here at Twin Peaks, uh, the Round Rock location. Uh, come on out. If you're in the neighborhood, we'll be out here till 6:30. As you can hear, you even hear the music in the background. Yeah, they got the party like a going. Club in the yeah. background, man. But uh, it's a great time out here at Twin Peaks. But there's a good time at your local Twin Peaks too. So if you can't get out here to the Round Rock one because there's too much traffic, go to your local Twin Peaks, the Stassi location or that San Marcos location. Okay. So how about this? So I listened to the new Drake and 21 Savage this morning. Yep. Uh, by the way. I, I think Are you a fan? Yeah, it's a jig. Okay. All right. It's a, you know how I let you guys yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, That's it why trash. I had to ask if you no, were no, no. a fan. It, it's, it's, it's legit. Like, yep. I actually, I'm, I'm a fan. I listened to it this morning while I was working out. Well done. Um, okay, so it's a 16-track album. And I think it's called, like, Her Loss is the name of the album. So Her Loss is the name of the song with Savage. So it, there's a song on the album called Middle of the Ocean. Yep. And on this track... Around the 335 mark, you more specifically, Drake calls out Serena Williams, which he either had a crush on at one time or maybe dated, yeah. kind of, sort of, whatever, right? Um, Drake, Drake gets around. He's a lover boy. Certified lover boy. He is lover serv- boy. certified lover boy. boy. I mean, literally, that's one of the names yeah. of the album. Uh, so here's the, here's the lyric that got everybody up in arms. Sidebar, Serena, your husband a groupie. He claimed we don't got a problem, but no, boo. It is like you coming for sushi. Huh? Repeat. Yes, one more again. Sidebar, Serena, your husband a groupie. He claimed we don't got a problem, but no, boo. It's like you coming for sushi. Mm. Okay. That's the lyric. Okay. Uh, yeah, he also. So that's how the beef started? I mean, that's the. That's the, that's the that's lyric. That's why everybody mad at him? Yeah. Uh, but it's not the first time that he's mentioned Serena in his out, like in a lyric. He's mentioned her before. Yep. Um, but this is the first time that I, it's kind of a diss. There you go. Yeah. So she's part of the. Uh, I don't know why Drake got. Did he say something it. about Megan too? And it's her husband. He did get into yeah something about Megan the Stallion. Um, 
here's the, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what's going on with him and the Megan, Megan Thee Stallion. I, I didn't hear that lyric. I he heard this thick. lyric. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, he does like that. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Okay. You know what I mean? Now we talking. Um, yeah. He likes BBW, as he there calls it. There it is. Big, beautiful women. There it is. Um, that is, uh, you know what? No. I'm I even going there. Yeah, yeah. I digress. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why he's going after him. I think, honestly, he's just, uh, he likes to, he, he knows he's brilliant about marketing. He yep. knows what's going to go viral and what yep. ain't. Yep. And Drake, who is, I mean, famously, maybe infamously, obsessed with the sports world, he always he's the groupie. He, um, there was some people that would he's argue the groupie. That. Yeah, whoever's hot right now is who he's rocking or with. Or at least a t-shirt fan. Exactly. At the least, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Alex O'Hanian, that is her husband, Alexis. Sorry. Yeah, Alexis. Uh, has entered the, the the chat. Oh. The Reddit co-founder hinted at the diss in a Twitter thread about his recent accomplishments including being a father and a husband. He said, the reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. There it is. There you go. So he, so he's, he was a Let's groupie. Let's do it. Yeah, he is. For the, all the right reasons. Yeah. There you go. I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But I don't know why Drake went at him. I don't Tripping. know either. I don't. I mean, he must have. Tripping. I don't get it because if you don't like the guy, just don't mention yeah, him and what, just keep it moving. Yeah, but like you said, I think it's the business side of it. It's the if I say this, I know it's about to go viral. I know people are gonna talk about I it. Think and you know what that. else? Everybody just downloaded it because they looking for that song. And yeah, and, no, I'm telling. I think I think it's most done. spins. Right? Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I think I think a lot of it for him is intentional. I don't know if it's straight up fabricated behind the scenes if he's right, right. making up stuff, but I do think that uh, he's brilliant enough to know what goes viral. Nobody uses social media as a marketing tool as well as Drake as a rapper. I don't know if anybody. You mean? Doing excuse it. me. You mean Champagne Poppy? Exactly. <laughs> you even know his, his Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? Champagne He's Poppy? just really, really smart at yeah. it. Here's another example of it there, too. So there you go. Uh, the album, by the way, it's fire. Yeah. It's legit. Okay. Him and, uh, him and I listened to Savage. some of it last night, and I was it's wondering. Legit. I was gonna. I, that was going to be my Rod B no, question. It is. It's 16 tracks. I think I, because I'll, you know, I yeah. have a support artist, so I'll buy it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I bought one, two, three. I think I bought eight. No, actually nine. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be checking it out. Yeah, uh, so I think it's pretty good. That'll be my weekend and listening. I, <clears throat> yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? And I got Apple Music, so I don't have to buy it. Yeah, I me neither. Listen to no, it. Me too. But that's my way to support the artist. Absolutely. I'll actually go buy them and give them some You ain't got to go to the barbershop and get the bur bur burner? No, you ain't got to do that, that man. Yeah, I went. Okay. I'm just giving up my yeah. money to Steve Jobs. It's yeah. a state I'm with you. With I'm Apple with Music. You. But it is, it's, it's, it's a legit album. It's okay. way better than the last one, which was mostly house music. Yeah. Yeah, down. That's when he failed. That's when people got a little you know upset what? with him. I, I'm not gonna say he failed because I think Drake looks at himself as an artist and not just a rapper, which is why he's an R&B singer. Yeah, that's why he thinks he's an actor at times too. And so I, I, I get that the house music. I don't like house music, so I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. This one yeah. was more for me. All yeah. right, I think yeah. this one was for the, for the for his 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 OG fans. All right, yeah. his, day, his day ones, okay. as he likes to call them. I like it. All right, uh, we'll come back. A lot of our day ones showed up here, too, hanging out here. We appreciate it. My man Icky Ike uh, won the day ones of the of Ball Don't Lie. We appreciate all the folks coming out here showing some support to us at Twin Peaks. We'll come back. We'll get into the Astros, Ghost Rules, and their big win, game five win over the Phillies. Now they're in the driver's seat. Let's see if they can bring this thing home. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie, 149 the